the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I see my name in shiny lights, yeah, a different city every night, oh, I, I swear, the world better prepare for when I'm a billionaire. It's time to get down to business on the weekend's number one business program. Known as the king of networking, your host, Shalom Klein, has worked with thousands of entrepreneurs and created countless jobs. So, to success, let's get down to business. And indeed, we are all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship and business. We talk a lot about business here. You are on with Get Down to Business, and I'm your host, Shalom Klein. Remember, you can always download podcasts from Get Down to Business on my website at shalomkline.com. And while you are there, don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Shalom Klein. It's going to be a jam-packed week of content and information you'll not want to miss. So let's jump right in. I'm absolutely thrilled to be joined by Matthew Mosley, communication strategist, author, and speaker. And might I add, he holds three world records for long-distance swimming. And he has spent his career at the intersection of public policy, business, and government, and is the author of a brand new book, Ignition, Superior Communication Strategies for Making Stronger Connections, something all of our listeners know I am deeply, deeply passionate about and have been looking forward to this conversation. So, Matt, welcome to the program. Thank you very much, Alum. I am really excited to be here. Thank you for having Absolutely. me. Absolutely. So I love to get to know the person behind the microphone. And I love that uh, part of your bio, part of your background involves uh, hobbies, which has turned into, I think, a lot more than a hobby when you win a three world records. I think, it's, I think it's fair to say it's a pretty big part of your life. Um, but your business, your impact making, and I'm going to use that word a lot, as well as, of course, again, all of the things that you, your family are doing. And you're joining us from Boulder, Colorado. So let's Let's talk a little bit of your story and how you how you became the Matthew Mosley. <laughs> um, well, I grew up in Louisiana and had worked at a restaurant there right out of college called Commander's Palace. And it was at the time voted the number one restaurant in America. Emeril Lagasse was starting his career there. And uh, it was a, it was a terrific experience. But then they moved me to Houston. I didn't like it there so much and moved to Colorado. I moved to Telluride, and it was there I had the fortunate circumstance of teaming up with an author, John Nesbitt, who wrote the book Megatrends, and he was looking for a research assistant. And so I worked with him for a while in Telluride, ended up meeting a woman, Kristen Mosley, who would become my wife, and we moved to Boulder. She went to law school. I went to graduate school, and uh, we used Boulder as a home base. And from there, I worked in Los Angeles as a national field director at Rock the Vote, uh, a number of different campaigns and um, yeah, have basically been a communication strategist and a writer here in Boulder for the last 25 years. Absolutely. And that's a, uh, that's a great background. So um, again, the, the title of the book is called uh, ignition, which is really all about call it communication strategies um, for making stronger connections. And I know you've been working on the book for five years. So what inspired you to write it? 
And why is it such an important book for our times? Sure. Uh, I started it about yeah five or six years ago in an effort to bring clarity to what I do as a profession, which is communications and public affairs. You know, it's a subset of public relations, right? I think public affairs, just to define it really quickly for the audience, is the alchemy of turning money and resources into power. How do you make an impact with the resources that you have? And so I wanted to bring some clarity to what it is I did as a profession. And so I started taking notes. I write a lot of articles about different topics and um, started doing interviews with a number of different people, such as astrophysicists or fighter pilots, about how they used communications in their own worlds to be successful. And what I determined, Shalom, was that leaders, successful leaders, successful companies and brands, entrepreneurs are only as successful as their ability to communicate. So I believe that communications is one of the very key fundamental building blocks and DNA for any success out there. It's such an important message. And, um, and you have a, I don't want to get too far ahead, but you have a call to action for readers in the book. And I'm big into calls to action. We have this conversation, we air it on Sunday evening. So it gives people an opportunity to get their week off to a good start, especially as we're talking in the beginning of Q3 2021. So what is the call to action? What's the most important thing that people can do when picking up the book? And obviously, please don't give away all the secrets because I do want to make sure that people find the book and uh, purchase a copy. You bet. Well, the call to action is about, you know, we face some serious issues in our world today, whether it's, you know, I believe water, that's why I'm an open water swimmer. I think water is the most critical issue of our time. There is public education. There is health care. There is transportation about how we get around. You know, all of these issues are places for entrepreneurs to make an impact as well. And so the call to action is that we want to provide the tools and the motivation for how do we get people to care about these issues? Right? How do we get people to care about water and drought in the West? Well, my solution was to go swim a river, but other people have, you know, there's a lot of other ways to do it. Um, for instance, I worked with an education association and to help draw attention to public education, we had 17,000 people show up at the state capitol at a rally, and that really moved the issue. And so it's different strategies and tactics for how you can move issues and make people care about some of the biggest, uh, biggest things in our world today. And it's uh, so important. And you mentioned this earlier, and uh, certainly I know that there is a strong connection between uh, your, again, your world records, um, as well as, of course, your business strategies that you are so passionate about and that you teach in the book, Ignition, Superior Communication Skills for Making Stronger Connections. Um, but you mentioned this, uh, that you've had interviews and you've had a lot of opportunities to interact with a lot of unique people and you share some of those insights um, with readers of, uh, of Ignition. Um, so you've had conversations with the fighter pilots, an astrophysicist, a Disney producer, owner of CrossFit, even with famed outlaw journalist Hunter S. Thompson. So how are all of those uh, conversations connected and what are some of the themes that you've seen develop? Absolutely. Um, 
One of the themes that seems to be very current through all of the interviews, and especially with somebody like Eric Rosa, who just took over CrossFit, who had started Data Logics, is that there is a profound sense of people who are successful in communications is that they are proactive. They're out there. They're controlling the agenda. You know, Hunter once asked me in his kitchen after we had literally blown off a bomb in his backyard. And he said, he goes, son, do you know what the meaning of the word politics is? And I was, I sort of struggled on this very basic question. And he said, politics is the art of controlling your environment. And the same goes for business and being an entrepreneur. And those who control their environment better are able to be successful and thrive within it. And so part of the book is about it. It's about communication. It's about leadership, but it's a lot about controlling our own environment and how we do that and the tools and the situations and the people that we put around ourselves to make our dreams and visions become realities. Fascinating. It is a fascinating read, and I encourage certainly our listeners to uh, to make sure that they uh, pick up a copy of the book. So uh, I, I am fascinated. He's been working this book for five or six years, and now obviously it's uh, being released now. The world is slowly coming back to normal, and prior to going live, we had a conversation about the book rollout. I know that you are traveling the globe, hopefully, um, in spreading some of the messages because it really is all about impact. So uh, just in our very brief minute uh, remaining, uh, tell us a little bit of uh, where you will be and uh, spreading the word. And of course, how people can pick up a copy of the book and get in touch. You betcha. Um, we launched the book in New Orleans in early June, and we've had a couple of different stops in Denver and in Boulder. Uh, taking a little bit of break to let the world open uh, a little bit, which is exciting right now. There's a lot, a lot going on. But in the fall... I'll be in New York City uh, around the 19th or 20th, looking to come to your hometown, Shalom, in Chicago around uh, that time as well. And then hopefully we'll go out into a little bit international and looking at Tel Aviv in November and then Zurich after that and a couple of other stops in Europe. So really excited to get on the road and, and really talk about the book because I think it's, it's an important book for now because we were having a conversation earlier, right? Shalom that entrepreneurs and brands who really communicated well and were proactive survived during this tough time in the pandemic. Those who were sort of timid that hid in the, in the shadows, they didn't do so well. And so I think it's an important lesson going forward. And it's not just crisis communications, it's communications all the time. Right. And so that's the message that I want to get out there. You can find Absolutely. me at the ignitionstrategygroup.com. We have a team of people and we work on a lot of different clients and issues. Uh, so give us a shout and we're always here. Absolutely. Ignition Strategy Group. And uh, again, the author of Ignition Spirit Communication Skills for Making Stronger Connections, as well as several other books. Make sure you check it out. Um, listen up. We are going to squeeze in a quick break. We'll be back on the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship in just a moment. Don't touch that dial. So I'm always inspired in having conversations with amazing entrepreneurs, amazing leaders uh, that are importantly, not just 
growing their own business, but contributing uh, really lessons learned and value add uh, to their clients, to the market in general. And our next guest has been featured um, all over online. In fact, if you just search his name, Aiden Soa, you will see uh, many of the things that he's done, Fox, BuzzFeed, Yahoo Finance, Forbes, all over the place. So Aiden Soa, it is an absolute, an absolute pleasure having you on uh, Get Down to Business. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, great to be on the show. Absolutely. So, Aiden, let's talk about you. Let's talk about who the entrepreneur behind the microphone is. Tell us a little bit about yourself and how you dreamed up your first business. Yeah, so I'm the CEO of Soa Marketing Agency. And, um, I mean, it goes back a long way. I would say originally started my business back with, like, the MIT Enterprise Forum Cambridge. Uh, I, did, I was an intern there and briefly learned a lot about marketing and eventually... I started a business after learning a lot about digital marketing now. Absolutely. Um, so you've discovered, again, what you're passionate about, and we're going to talk about this after the break, um, mm-hmm. what, you're, what you like doing, what you're good at doing, and what you found a way to uh, make money doing, which is, uh, which is just absolutely huge, uh, yeah. which is great. So so a marketing agency. Tell us a little bit about, uh, about your, uh, your services. Yeah. So essentially what we do is we specialize just helping. I mean, really what we focus on is luxury realtors nowadays, and we focus on featuring them into major media sites like Forbes, Inc., Entrepreneur, Fortune, uh, to really establish their authority in their industry. Absolutely. That's great. So tell us a little bit about some of the clients that you've worked with and the people that you've been able to help. Yeah. So we've worked with like a lot of different luxury realtors. One of our clients, Mario Juliet, she's from Miami. Uh, we also work with the number one realtor from Keller Williams. So we've really been able to help them establish their authority online. And also we do like Instagram growth. So we, we help them establish their uh, following on Instagram as well. We do that through celebrities. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that's awesome. So Success stories. That's always the inspiring piece. Tell us um, uh, and our listeners uh, that, uh, that are probably entrepreneurs in their own right, uh, what, uh, what you've been able to do to or how you define success in marketing. Yeah, so I would say success in marketing really depends on what type of marketing you're doing. Uh, We're mostly focused on the more of the branding side. So we see success as like, okay, so like when they talk to customers, they actually see a difference. So people trust them. They want to work with them more. For more of like an ad-based thing, which is what we originally were doing, we're more around like lead generation, Facebook ads, Google ads, et cetera. Success is when you make a return on investment. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That's huge. So. you are a creative agency based in Rhode Island, and you have an area of expertise. You have a, uh, an area of focus. And I'm curious about your specific area of focus, but also what advice you have to fellow entrepreneurs. So uh, I know uh, as I uh, did my research in preparation for the show, mm-hmm. I saw that you specialize in helping luxury realtors with web design. Um, yeah. So tell us a little bit about that and how you developed that niche. Yeah, so... I, I wish we had done this a lot earlier, but I'm really niching down. I feel like it's really important as like an agency. And what we found is we really speak the language of luxury realtors. Like I know all their lingo. I know how they speak. So it just came down to that. We talked most, we got like most of our clients originally who were just luxury realtors. And over time, we've just been able to get specialized services specifically for luxury realtors. So we've just kind of gone down that route uh, where we're just, we're just focusing on that. There's no point in, focusing on other industries, learning their lingo when we already have one, which we understand. 
Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So speaking of having a niche and speaking of having a uh, an area of expertise, which I know you work with all sorts of different companies as well. Yeah. Um, but uh, so I don't want to pigeonhole you into just one area. Um, but having a niche and having a focus and and knowing, again, what you're really, really good at, and you talk on your website about being a small agency, and you're proud of that, uh, which works selectively with a few clients at, at a time, ensures yeah. that, again, your clients are getting the highest quality results. So what advice do you have for fellow entrepreneurs, for fellow uh, business owners that are out there in developing that niche and, and, again, keeping that focus? Yeah, so I would say there's a couple of different things. First off, you want to when you're first starting out as a small agency, you have to treat your customers like they're the best in the world. You have to give them really good customer support. So communicating weekly is very important. I've seen so many agencies out there, they think it's okay to just communicate like once every month. And that's not the expectation which a lot of clients have. So that's important. And the second thing is before you even offer something, try to come up with a really good service which actually solves a problem like i see so many people reaching out to business owners offering them a solution to a problem which they don't have so doing research on the niche which you're going to be reaching out to is very important um, before all that happens yeah absolutely that's that's huge and the entrepreneurial journey is is uh, fast and furious and again we share a lot of advice mostly through the conversations we have some interesting people uh, certainly on the show today, and shameless plug, I encourage everybody, of course, get to my website um, to hear the literally hundreds of guests that we've had. And I always hear themes, so I'm curious uh, to hear it on your end, again, from a successful young, might I add, entrepreneur. Uh, again, mm-hmm. I'm chatting with Aiden Soa of the Soa Marketing Agency. So what are some of the things that, you know, you, they, when you got into business, uh, perhaps that you expected that didn't come to fruition and some yeah. of the uh, some of the areas sort of the opportunities that you've discovered i guess share the real world of entrepreneurship perhaps to help people along the journey folks that might be tuning in today from around the world as they get started what are some of the mistakes that you've made that you just don't want somebody to to repeat yeah, I, I can think of like a lot of mistakes. I mean, first mistake I would say when I first started my agency is I didn't know what like the legal side of things. I didn't understand what a chargeback was. I didn't have like a good signed agreement. So whenever I do business now, I always make sure to have like a solid signed agreement so that all the expectations are set before any type of business begins. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and having, uh, again, planning is so important. And I, I talk about this all the time is that, you know, I've seen business owners that, spend so, so much time planning and never get around to executing. And -hmm. then, of course, there's the folks that that, that jump right into execution without the plan. Um, So that healthy balance is uh, absolutely uh, mission critical. So how do you define marketing? What is, again, uh, what is sort of marketing success? Because I see a lot of PR success for sure. So again, when somebody contacts you and they go to your website, which we'll share with our listeners in just a minute or so, um, what does that process follow and how are you getting them the exposure that they need, but also the structure that they need to be successful um, on an ongoing basis? Yeah, so what we do is we always just look at those social media, see what they're posting and see like how we can best help them. And we do that in our first consultation call. So sometimes for some of our clients, they only have 10 followers on Instagram. We always like to fix that right off the bat. So we, we partner with different celebrities to be able to grow their following on Instagram. So that's for one. 
And like the second thing is a lot of people, they might be really good at what they do, but if other people don't know that, then it's really a problem. So what we do is we get them featured into like major media outlets to help them kind of build up that authority around what they're doing. Absolutely. That's, that's huge. So for our listeners tuning in again, I'm chatting with Aiden So of the So Marketing Agency. Um, Aiden, you've, you've shared already uh, re- just the real, real, real insight, real uh, practical uh, experiences, which I appreciate. Um, who should be getting in touch with you? Who should who should be picking the phone? Or more importantly, we are talking to a, uh, to a tech and uh, marketing leader, you know, frankly, getting to your website, which we'll share. Who should be getting in touch with you? I would say mainly entrepreneurs who are looking to like grow their company, someone who's not like fine where they are currently. So someone who wants to actually establish themselves as an industry leading authority. Yeah. Absolutely. So how can people get a hold of you? They can reach us at sowaagency.co. That's great. Share one more time uh, with our listeners. sowaagency.co. Fantastic. Again, Aiden Soa of Soa Marketing Agency, uh, based in Rhode Island, but serving customers and clients from around the world. And mm-hmm. uh, the website is filled with great examples of uh, of, of his work, uh, which includes uh, placements in Forbes, Yahoo News, BuzzFeed, Fox, and so on. So uh, definitely worth your while to get on the website, uh, soaagency.co. Uh, Aiden, thank you so much for uh, for joining us. And my last question for you, just before we cut to uh, headlines and break, is uh, you know, throughout COVID, has uh, has anything changed in your business, or has this been the time of your life? Yeah, things have really changed for the better. Uh, we were mostly focused on like a lead generation business before. Now we've transitioned more to the branding, and we've gone from being just walking in Rhode Island to walking nationwide. So it's actually changed for the better. We, we've ten x our revenue since COVID happened. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, well, thank you so much for uh, for joining us on the air, Aiden Soa um, of the Soa Marketing Agency. I encourage all of our listeners to get on your website. And again, we're going to squeeze in a quick break here for the headlines and the news. And uh, we'll be right back after uh, after the break. More small business jobs and entrepreneurship. show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. So we've been having conversations with some awesome entrepreneurs, awesome business owners as always, and it's deeply inspiring. So, uh, you know, I've been thinking a lot about business. And if you are ready to start a business, there are things that you can do to take advantage of the time. Because I've got to say, the cost of setting up a new business has never been so low, especially for online-based businesses. Technology has made starting your own business easy, affordable, and possible. All you need to start a business online is a phone, a computer, and an internet connection. So coming up with a business idea is frankly one of the biggest hurdles that you're going to face. So ideally, and for you to succeed, your perfect business idea should consist of three things. It should be something you like doing. It should be something you are good at. And it should be something that is in demand, aka people would pay for it. So again, I want to highlight those three points. When you're starting a business, it's got to be something you like, because I've got to say, business, small business is not for the faint of heart. If you're not passionate about what you do, it's never going to be sustainable. You'll never be able to 
participate in the daily grind of getting up super early, staying up late at night. And because ultimately that's the goal, you don't want to just work convenient hours. The goal would be that you're trying to build something and building a business is very much like building a building. It requires hard, hard, hard work. Got to be something you're good at. So let me emphasize on that point for a moment. If you are trying to establish a medical company, you probably want to make sure that you understand the basics of it. Additionally, as I mentioned, it's got to be something in demand, meaning don't create a business that nobody cares for that product or service. So there's definitely certain businesses that uh, that are easier to start a uh, start in 2021, 2022. There's businesses that uh, require a lower upfront investment. There's businesses that have a higher earning potential. So when you get started, it is so important that you start with a checklist, which by the way, you don't have to create. There's some great resources and I'm gonna post it on my website, a one-page business plan or starting a business checklist. But then the business plan is important. And the business plan, yes, you can come up with a template um, from other businesses, but ultimately it's gotta be yours because it will be pretty obvious um, to anybody, to your customers, to your vendors, If you're just trying to say, well, if somebody else did it that way, I can do it too. You need to make sure, again, it's something that you uh, like. Because if you're not passionate about it and you're just trying to follow a playbook to be the next Mark Zuckerberg and and make a ton of money launching the next thing, you're probably not going to make it work. The reason why some of the most viral and successful businesses have become so viral and successful is because those areas are things that are in demand and that the business owners, the entrepreneurs have gotten ahead of the, uh, of the need. There's a lot of interesting tools and I've talked on the, on get down to business in the past about franchising. So sometimes you could actually get into a business, but not actually build the business from scratch. So look at some of uh, companies like FranChoice and see what's out there. But yes, I'll just share a couple of the interesting ideas that I found in my research pretty hot right now. Um, there's online bookkeeping businesses, you can become a business broker, office space rental, virtual call center operator, language translation, online store, and I'll pause there for a moment. E-commerce is really the way to make a business and it's just as viable today as it was a decade ago. Yes, the competition is tougher, but you also have access to a range of free tools that can help you get everything set up. And it's not just for e-commerce, but frankly, it's for all of the other categories that I mentioned earlier um, to help you be successful. And if you want to get started in marketing, for example, you are good at a service and you decide you want to be in business for yourself. As my, uh, as some people in my family would say, you don't want to work for the man. You want to be the man. You want to get out there and you want to, you want to be the, uh, you want to be the folks that uh, the people turn to. You can do that. The time is again. It, it definitely does not get any better than it is right now. So there you have it. I'll post some of these tips, some of this advice on my website at shalomkline.com. That's also where you can download podcasts from the past seven plus years of shows with some fantastic folks on the program, small business owners, entrepreneurs, amazing, amazing leaders and executives. And uh, be sure to share it with your friends, colleagues. And we also podcast the program So make sure you're clicking subscribe, rate, review, and share. It makes it easier for people to find, again, the program that's all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. And speaking about small business jobs and entrepreneurship, um, be sure to check out our amazing sponsors of the program, 
Amir Bali from healthplanchicago.com, as well as Irina Freeman from Chicago and Tampa signaturelimo.com, uh, one of Chicago's fastest growing transportation companies. And they're available for all business executives, whether it's a short-term ride from, uh, from the suburbs into downtown Chicago or across the state of Illinois, um, as well as now expanding into South Florida. So be sure to check out their website, chicagosignaturelimo.com, tampasignaturelimo.com. And again, Tom Arabali from healthplanchicago.com. He's the expert on all things Affordable Care Act um, relating to uh, your entrepreneurial uh, plans uh, for your health insurance and making sure that you are getting uh, the most affordable solution for you, for your employees. And I am super excited for our next conversation on the air. I will be joined with the president of IMEC, that is the Illinois Manufacturing Excellence Center. When we return after this quick break, don't touch that dial. We'll be right back. by the president of the Illinois Manufacturing Excellence Center, uh, David Boulay, uh, who's author, who's also rather the uh, the author um, of a fantastic book, Made in Illinois, a modern playbook for manufacturers to compete and win. It's hit number one in many Amazon bestseller categories. So David, welcome to the program. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, it's, it's fun to have you. So I love to get to know the person behind the microphone I know you are passionate about uh, manufacturing. You're passionate about Illinois. And um, so tell us a little bit about you and what inspired you to, uh, to uh, I guess, to work the hours that you do and have the impact that you have, including the book. Sure. Uh, it, it, it really starts in my roots and my family. I grew up in a, a family-owned business, about uh, 25 employees actually in farm machinery uh, uh, selling or a dealership. Uh, so I really learned that entrepreneurial spirit of, of uh, family-owned businesses, had great opportunities with uh, large manufacturers, particularly in the food industry. I got to learn uh, so much about the manufacturing world itself. And it's really those two pieces that that come together uh, those experiences that that do bring the passion and what we're about in our mission. Absolutely, no, that's that's awesome. So, um, IMEC uh, again, Illinois Manufacturing Excellence Center. So, I hear that you are celebrating your 25th anniversary. And again, to be clear, that's IMEC's the anniversary. Can you tell us um, and tell our listeners what the mission and goal of IMEC is, and give us a, a brief history? How did Illinois develop that rich manufacturing tradition? Sure. Uh, so our, our core purpose is about economic and workforce competitiveness here in uh, Illinois. And we, we do this by uh, providing manufacturers uh, the technical assistance, the resources, the best practices uh, that they need to be more globally competitive. And as a, as a consequence as well, to uh, create better uh, ec- economic opportunity for uh, their workforce. We're actually part of a, a program that comes out of uh, U.S. Department of Commerce. It's called Manufacturing Extension Partnership or, or MEP for short. So we're one of 51 centers across each of the states and Puerto Rico with this policy decision to support uh, particularly our, our small and mid-sized manufacturers to be uh, competitive. 
because of that policy choice uh, that we are indeed celebrating uh, uh, 25 years of, of our, our history. Uh, and it's interesting to look back uh, uh, that first year where we did work in uh, technology systems uh, such as ERP systems for manufacturers uh, and also quality systems. Uh, we're still working with those companies today, but the the whole purpose and our mission has changed so much uh, that the idea of globally competitive uh, has taken new meaning. You know, 25 years ago, we weren't talking uh, cybersecurity. We weren't necessarily talking about skills gap. We weren't talking about supply chain disruptions uh, like like we are today. Absolutely. And uh, David, I know that you are uh, Mr. Illinois, Mr. Manufacturing, and uh, you sit on uh, many boards, uh, committees involved in many, many different areas, which is uh, just so important. So the the theme, Made in Illinois, it's actually our listeners can't see it, but as we're recording this, you've got big Made in Illinois. What's that impetus behind that tagline? And um, and and how are you turning that uh, that tagline into a reality? Yeah, you know, we're, we're the, the tagline itself, even to start with that, that uh, Illinois has such a rich uh, manufacturing tradition that we are a manufacturing powerhouse by any any measure that you want to look at, whether it be output, employment, or that we have well over 12,500 manufacturers. Our, our manufacturers are, are truly standing at a, a crossroads moment uh, as we navigate out of the pandemic. You know, this this past year uh, has carried us in so many directions, uh, and these these industry challenges uh, that that we face as we come out of the pandemic are also challenges that we faced prior to the pandemic. So, U.S. manufacturing productivity has has been in uh, declining growth. Uh, we're facing some skills gaps challenges. So when the pandemic hit, uh, like everybody else, for our organization, it was all hands on deck, ways that we help uh, uh, ensure our team's health and safety, but also to help the manufacturers respond and work through it. And as we worked through this this uh, process and, and making sure that we had the tools and resources for the manufacturers, things such as a helpline recovery guide, we quickly realized that we had pulled together uh, a tremendous amount of content on best practices and plays to help manufacturers really reset, rebound, and, and reinvent for the post-pandemic uh, recovery. Uh, and so it was through this massive content, through the lessons learned uh, through this team and our partners and our board and the manufacturers, uh, and we felt it was a responsibility to bring this all together in this book uh, really as a playbook. Absolutely. And we're going to squeeze in a quick break in just a moment. But um, the book features interviews from several Illinois companies. How are you able to select the companies for that book when there are so much uh, out there of, again, behind that tagline of Made in Illinois, so many fantastic companies that both you and I are familiar with? Yeah. Uh, and that was an impossible task, to be honest. There are so many great stories, uh, so many great manufacturers out there. Uh, what we did look for and, and what comes in this book are some of what I'll call some examples of the pace setters, uh, companies that, that we know have uh, best practices in the areas that, that we interview them for. And we wanted to make sure that we had a blend of size, sector, Location, so the readers could really associate with with uh, the manufacturers themselves. So it's kind of a, a selection of of what I I see as just so many great stories of of manufacturing uh, expertise and tradition, and trying to narrow that down into a a small group. That was a tough task, to be sure. I'm sure of it. And uh, again, some of those Illinois-based companies are Motorola, Watchfire, Signs, uh, F and Smith Corporation, G and W Electric, Heterdyne Tool. 
GAM Enterprise and Ace Metalcraft, among many, many others. And the topics include the value of customer relationships, defining excellence, and integrating technology for greater process innovation. So we're going to continue that conversation again with our amazing guest, David Boulay from the Illinois Manufacturing Excellence Center. When we return in just a moment, you're listening to Get Down to Business. Don't touch that. Welcome back. I'm chatting with the president of the Illinois Manufacturing Excellence Center and uh, author of the book, Made in Illinois Modern Playbook, for manufacturers to compete and win. And we've, uh, we've been talking with David about some of the uh, insights from the book, some of the interviews that have been conducted with so many amazing, amazing uh, leaders uh, across Illinois. Um, so, David, you know, important question is, what do you see as the future of manufacturing in the country overall? And I, I noted that we are at a, at a crossroads moment. I think there's there's plenty uh, for us to work through as, as manufacturing, and we're feeling it particularly today in, in uh, supply chain disruptions, uh, workforce challenges. Uh, but uh, definitely an optimist in all of this. Uh, manufacturing uh, has also uh, shown in crossroads moments how uh, they bring uh, outstanding leadership, innovation, and reinvention. We've seen it uh, through history. So if our past is a predictor of our future, I think the future of Illinois manufacturing, the future of U.S. manufacturing is, is uh, very bright. It's going to be different. You know, we're going to be different uh, in the skills that we need, the way that we integrate technology, the way we think about and operate supply chains. But that U.S. manufacturing remains as a global leader, uh, that Illinois manufacturers will remain front and center of that. I see a, a very positive future as we uh, get through some of these uh, uh, pandemic bumps and bruises here and, and focus on that reinvention. Absolutely. And, and you mentioned this in your book, and I don't want to give away all of the secrets because we do want people to pick up the copy and get in touch with you and your team of 50 plus, which is, again, making the difference throughout Illinois. But in your conversations, in your interviews, uh, I know you've uh, picked up on some themes which are relevant uh, to our listeners wherever they may be tuning in. There are three elements that you say that lead to business success, people, performance, and mindset. Can you talk a little bit about that in our brief minute or two that we have remaining? Yeah, the, the idea that key drivers of any organization, leaders drive strategy to serve customers, the workforce applies the knowledge and skills to produce effective and efficient operations to serve that strategy of customer. The shorthand of all of that, people, performance, and mindset, and that the people uh, extended, not just the, the employees in the, the facility, but the supply chain as well, and looking at the com customers, that extended enterprise, the operational excellence, the integration of technology, the resiliency, that, that all of that is around the performance. And then the leader's mindset, uh, the, that role to set direction, to inspire, to bring the agility, Pulling all that together, that is the uh, secret sauce of uh, being globally competitive. And that's really what this book uh, plays out. Absolutely. Well, uh, David Boulay, thank you so much for joining us. You've been a pleasure. And I want to make sure, again, our listeners know where they can get in touch with you and your team. Pick up a copy of the book. Um, can, you, uh, can you share with us how we can get a hold of you? Sure. Uh, so our, our website, imec.org, so imec.org. A uh, quick way to, to get a hold of us. Uh, the book is also can get you uh, through that uh, website as well as on Amazon. 
Absolutely. And it's, again, that theme of made in Illinois. Um, so uh, definitely uh, so, so, so important. And I have to ask, David, um, just in closing, uh, with your competitive uh, attitude and, and fighting for Illinois, and I know that uh, you, you spread your time throughout the beautiful state that is Illinois, that is Illinois. have you found um, commonality and uh, ways to collaborate with any of our neighboring states as well? Well, great, great question. Uh, manufacturing is all about supply chain and logistics. And so when you start talking about a manufacturer being competitive here, their suppliers, uh, whatever state it is, uh, they need to be competitive as well because we're part of a national network. Uh, it really is about uh, the, the United States being globally competitive. Uh, obviously, yes, I'm rooting for our, our home team here in Illinois, but we do work very closely with our partners in uh, the other states and make sure that we uh, remain competitive everywhere. And that's the beauty of IMAC. And uh, certainly that's why the book is, again, a modern playbook, because certainly that uh, collaboration and cooperation, which is something we talk about all the time on this show in business. So uh, definitely be sure uh, we'll link to, uh, to David and IMAC on our website, shalomfund.com. That's where also where all of the podcasts from the show, all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship are. To success, let's get down to business. We'll talk to you next time at 6 p.m. right here on 560 The Answer.